0: So now we're going to touch on attending the plays. <laughs> so, woo! Adds, woo! go to the play. Yeah. <laughs> going to the play.
1: <laughs> we're goofballs.
0: <laughs> I
2: think it's I time I we went to a play, guys. I think it's time we went to a play, but other than that.
0: Oh, if only we could. Mika, a writer. I miss live theater. And, well, as we were saying before, live theater's expensive. I know.
2: I still want to go. <laughs>
0: Too expensive. <laughs> Technically, in Elizabethan theater, the cost of going to a play, though we view it as very cheap, it really wasn't cheap for the everyday person. We said it was about uh, a penny to go, which comes out to about a dollar or so today. To give a reference, there's about 240 pennies in a pound. So, just to kind of work on that yeah yeah that's that's one penny a dollar 240 dollars is, is like one pound kind of a, a thing the average worker at the time would earn about six pennies a day so about six dollars a day which actually is about the same price in some places around the country right now still
2: <laughs>
0: and your wage is still low <laughs> yes it is virginia So the average cost of living at that time is about a penny for bread, a penny for ale, because there was no safe water to drink. You drank alcohol, though I don't think it was as highly potent as we might think it is, but it was still safer than drinking the water. Two pennies for a dinner, and then rent was typically a shilling or 12 pennies a week. So the average person who's only making 6 pennies a day was left with one or two pennies a day to you know splurge on anything so the tickets i think starting at a penny was so that you could get a lot more people coming in but it did cost you literally a pretty penny to go see a play which i think Aww. that might be where it comes from <laughs> <laughs> i love that thank you <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of bad puns. You are welcome. <laughs> Truly really is. They're pretty bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there's gonna be one, two, three, four sections that you could pay to sit inside of a theater. For one penny, you could sit you could stand in the standing room only section, which is where all mostly the average person or the poor people would go. For two pennies, you could sit on a bench in the lower galleries. For three pennies, you could sit on the high galleries with a cushion. And for six pennies, I believe it was, you could sit, if you were, if you were of noble status, you could sit in what's known as the Lord's room, which of course is the most expensive. And that means you're sitting on the wings of the stage, which I don't know how I personally would ever feel about that. Although if you are backing and supporting and financing these plays, yeah, I think you'd want to sit on the stage. But it's such an odd thing to think of for today that, that the seating would be a chair on the wings or the outer portions of the stage and watching the show. The term box office also comes from this area. So today we know box offices are the point of entry where you purchase your ticket prior to entering the arena or theater. They didn't have anything like that then, but there were boxes stationed at each entrance of the different galleries. So you would drop your change or your payment into the box, which is how we get the word box office from. So the Globe Theater, the I don't know if this is the original Globe Theater or the second Globe Theater once it moved across the Thames, but it could hold in and around 3000 people. So how popular these shows were Give around a three thousand person theater, which was pretty big, would show plays of around ten to twenty thousand people a week would come watch. That's a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's, uh huh. That's I mean, it for a for one penny, you're gonna have a lot of people, and you keep the plays That's out. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's not just the same play every day, or do they change it up throughout the day, or was it just one play and the next play was a different play? I forget
1: they would change up the plays throughout the day and then they change it up daily right They wanted to make sure not to repeat themselves too often so they might show like let's say Hamlet they might show Hamlet in the morning and then show some plays in between and then maybe show Hamlet once more at night but they would try not to they would try not to repeat themselves.
0: The yeah, Elizabethan theater was not known for its uh, recurring theater plays. Not not like Broadway today where you have Phantom running for 30 years.
2: Yes. <laughs> exactly, yes. That's an awesome play. Don't diss the Phantom
0: again. Oh, I'm not dissing Phantom.
2: <laughs> I will, I will
0: diss Cats though. Absolutely. No. Cats, no. <laughs> In all of its forms, absolutely diss Cats. Just not. <laughs> yes. yes. No, no. referring to the movie oh oh
2: the movie i thought you meant like cat cat (laughs) i don't think she would as she and my cat have somehow become best friends
0: Mm -hmm. so cute i i'm i'm alpha cat to her that's a traitor her cat will trade it It, uh, she'll betray lauren and come hang out with me
1: that was a traitor
0: (laughs) so as we stated Earlier, um, I both believe Lauren and Casey both stated that you needed to have a license in order to even perform. You had a license to act, a license to hold the theaters. You had a license to actually go uh, to to perform the plays. The Office of Rebels had to approve of your play to make sure it wasn't too scandalous or unseemly. Uh, Again, Particularly if you're doing a a historical drama, you want to make sure it, it makes the queen look good. They also had licenses, or at least laws. So there was a law in place at the time where you could not dress above your station, which goes all the way back to medieval times, in England at least, where there were certain clothes certain classes could wear, and certain colors certain classes could wear, and certain items certain classes could own. And the same went for actors, because it for a little while it wasn't necessarily uncommon for actors to be out and about in the costumes after a play. But if you're wearing a noble costume, people might think you're actually a nobleman. So it became law that outside of the theater itself, actors could not wear their costumes outside of the performance. They would get fined because that way everyone knew what actual class you belonged to. And... Yeah. Thankfully we don't have that still today. That would be nice. So depending on how much money you had, as we mentioned, you have the standing room the the regular galleries, the high galleries and the Lord's pit or the, the, the Lord's room. So the pit, which is the standing room only, the people that would pay the one penny to go in were literally known as penny knaves or groundlings. And as we said, they didn't have a whole lot afterwards. If you're spending If you get six shillings a day, or sorry, six pennies a day, and you're spending four of those pennies on just surviving the day, and you spend one penny just to get into there, you've got one penny left to do with what you like. Most people would use that to buy food. So food at theaters isn't an uncommon thing, but it's a little different than what we might think now, unless you go to, what's that restaurant where... There's the horse show and Medieval Times, where you can like... Medieval Times. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. All finger food. In this case, you could buy apples, oranges, nuts, gingerbread, and more alcohol. (laughs) Of
1: course.
0: Of course. You can't go to the theater without alcohol. No. Oh, no, no, no. Well, those were healthy options.
1: Oh, yeah. And fruit fruit was hard to come by sometimes, you know, so...
0: That sounds great to me. And it wasn't necessarily always affordable either. But think exactly. about nowadays. We go to the movie theaters. So what do we drink? Soda, chocolate, candy, Twizzlers, popcorn smothered in butter and salt. Nachos. Tacos, pizza. Nothing healthy whatsoever. <laughs> and it probably costs you just about as much. Oh my gosh. If it doesn't cost you even more. Yes. The the cost oh my god I mean the cost of going to a movie theater now let alone the cost of going to a movie theater and buying food is insane it's like twelve to fifteen dollars for one ticket that's not including an IMAX theater and it's another twelve to fifteen dollars just to buy some food if you want food there's been times where I've actually spent more on the food than I actually did the tech the tickets and you're just in a the movie theater if you go to a live show I mean you're not gonna have food there but You're probably going to be spending close to the same amount, and that's just one person. You're spending close to possibly thirty dollars just on yourself. That's not going with a friend or a date or family. You're not bringing the kids. One outing could cost you a hundred bucks just today going to the movie theater. Crazy, so crazy. And I used to work. You like it? (laughs) I did too. (laughs) I know those prices. (laughs) One thing we don't have today, well. No, we really don't have this today. So I would say back then you've got the upper class mingling with the lower class. Now, depending on where you go, you can have that if you're going to, let's say Broadway, but everyone is, there's a set price for every, you know, for most things, unless you're getting the super, super high VIP stuff, but otherwise everyone's kind of sitting with everybody. But at this point, everything was still separated, but theater wasn't just the show in front of you theater was the, also the show around you so you could you're interacting with the audience in your area but you can also vocally interact with the audience above you and below you as well but it's also a way to be like oh oh look at those fancy people up there Ooh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, yeah yeah i was like well
0: I'll never own a piece of jewelry like that, but at least I get to see it. Oh, look at the, look at the Lord sitting on the on the stage in his fancy outfit.
1: <laughs> it's like going to the red carpet just to see the stars walk the red carpet. You know? Yeah. What are they wearing? Design
0: their outfit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can't touch it. You can't really. You, you. It's not a life you'll ever actually have, but at least you get to see it. Okay. In addition to that, so plays were often two and a half hours to three hours long, which is about a standard length of time for a lot of stage plays now still and certain (laughs) Marvel movies. (laughs) You're cracking me up today. (laughs) I'm here to have fun, but there were different Mm -hmm. parts and I do mean interaction. We're not talking so much necessarily like Rocky Horror live show interaction. But if there was a lower class character getting the best of an upper class character, not only were the lower class people, particularly in the standing room only, which was your largest section, and quite frankly, the best section to be in, if you're going for um, audio quality, the, the acoustics, You wanna be right in front of the stage. You don't wanna be higher up in what we now call the nosebleed section. It's literally reversed itself over time. The VIP tickets or the higher cost tickets are now in the front of the stage. And the farther away from the stage, the, the farther away you are, the less likely you're able to hear and see things. We've also reversed our audience roles. Now you go to the theater, the lights are low, you're sitting, you pay attention to what's in front of you, you ignore what's around you there's no talking it's all it's a very formal affair even to, at the movie theater and you are compliant with only what's going on in front of you and that's it In elizabethan theater it was completely the opposite if they if the audience didn't like what they were watching they would throw rotting vegetables at you if they liked it they'd jeer if a character was getting his comeuppance they'd boo if a lower class of getting the better of an upperclassman the, up, the lower class would would cheer for that and then boo at the upper class sitting above them in the balconies and vice versa as well so sometimes it became so loud the actors couldn't hear the other actors on stage and these stages weren't very large it's I think it's probably closer to a black box theater in size possibly than it is to a grand or more like a high school theater in size at the very least than it is to a a giant grand size theater like a broadway theater it was loud <laughs> it could get quite loud which as we've said before is not something that a lot of people wanted in their neighborhoods so these were mostly in the seedier sections of town next to the brothels and again <laughs> yeah <laughs> if the if, if, if women were allowed to come to the place but if they showed up more often than not it was probably a prostitute or or as we like to be, if you want to be a PC sex worker, and they would wear masks to disguise their identity. I thought partly that's also kind of fun to do because you're kind of getting a character too, but I don't know if that was the thought of the time. (laughs) I like to call them ladies of the night. Yes, (laughs) yes, (laughs) sweet. Does anyone have anything to add on the audience participation portion of this?
2: Other than they were loud and obnoxious.
0: <laughs> you were, you were paying good money. You're going to have some fun. If you weren't having fun, it was a terrible play.
2: That's true.
0: But it's like a lot of fun? You
2: want you to be
1: involved. You want to be, you know, your ears would be ringing after.
0: Right. <laughs> so. As we said, we we're mostly just talking about Elizabethan theater from during Elizabeth uh, Elizabeth's reign up until about 1603 when she passed away. But I've got some what is known as Elizabethan theater or Renaissance theater continues up until the time of the Puritans and Oliver Cromwell when theater was banned. I'm going to get into some. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get into some uh, a little bit of uh, post Elizabeth. History on Elizabethan theater, Jacobean theater, Carolinian theater, Renaissance, whatever. Yeah, all the above. So, as we talked earlier, I believe it was in the first section, that theater troops were becoming much more stable. And with that, you could have more uh, actors and people within the theater troops. So now you've got 12 plus permanent main actors you've got bit players you've got musicians writers artists copyists you now pretty much have an entire stable production and that started during elizabeth uh, elizabeth's time the other thing you actually see that you did not obviously see if at all with traveling productions is technical theater and by that i mean we now have wires that can raise or lower actors from different places around the set which would have been, I mean, especially if you're doing, if you have parts that are supposed to be magical, or witches, or anything like that, if you're talking to say Macbeth, but you've, you've got, it, it'll look like they're actually flying, which was a, a new thing around that time, track doors also became new around this time, so you've got a lot of, and then uh, there, pyrotechnics were a thing at that time, which I think burnt down one of the theaters in the area, I think that's <laughs> How the globe caught fire if i remember correctly <laughs> i think so wasn't it in a cannon or something it was yeah yeah or was yeah, it i think it was it was a cannon yeah. from one of the plays and it caught the whole cuz everything's made made out of thatch it's thatch roofs it's all straws yeah so rock out. and roll <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> everything was made out of burnable material back then so yeah <laughs> Don't even get me started on how chimneys during the 1600s started the London Oh my fire. gosh. Oh God. We'll get to that. That's,
2: that's <laughs> crazy. That's a whole episode on its own.
0: Yeah, not just the London fire, but the chimneys and the roofs. Look that up. Oh, hmm hmm yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. so Love it's, it, um, you need to do an episode on that. Oh, I would love to, it'd be fantastic. So around 1612, we're now into uh, James the first. the Jacobian portion of the theater magistrates actually banned music at the end of plays at the Fortune Theater stating quote the crowd had caused tumult and outrages with their dances so as we stated (laughs) Puritans had started becoming a bigger movement around the 1590s and so now by the 1612s we definitely see an even more progressive movement of Puritanism and also, James I was a Catholic, so you've got Protestants versus Catholics, as always, and they their views on what is appropriate and what is not, but now you've got people, I don't know if it's really dances, or the, the crowd was just excited and probably boozed out, So, but they're like, no, no music, no more music at the end, the audience is too rowdy, and then at the Swan Theater in 1602, the audience apparently became so upset that, and we don't have, I don't have any specification as to which play it was, but they pretty much rioted in the theater. Chul- stools were damaged, chairs, curtains, walls. They just kind of went kind of, it, it just they just went crazy and destroyed the theater, which shows you how much it had an effect on the populace. In 1602, it was one of the last years uh, during the last year of Elizabeth. So in 1629, this one's kind of funny to be. I don't know if it's because the troupe was French or because they had women performing when England did not allow women to perform, or as a combination of the two. But in 1629, a visiting French uh theater troupe was hissed at and pelted with apples. But at least you get free food out of it though. But if they're not rotting no no if they're not rotting you're good i mean you're kind of a waste of a fresh apple if you're throwing it at a frenchman in the, in the english countryside but still free food yeah you could you could take some bad apples and make some delicious pies out of it same thing with bananas Well, sauce too right
1: there
0: you go. exactly but yeah oh yeah God. yeah I, I mean the french were a little more progressive at the time about allowing women in theaters women were not allowed to participate on stage until the Reformation and Charles II, which was in the 1660s. So Charles II, I believe, took reign in 1661. So it was in the mid to late 1660s that women were allowed to actually be on stage, but also around the same time in the early 1600s, painted set pieces with perspective scenery. So you could actually get a feel of, it's not just a a flat, 2D set piece. Now you have perspective. So it feels 3D about where you are or what kind of building you're supposed to be in. There was also rails built into some of these theaters where you could slide scenery from one side to the other or props from one side to the other. So it made things a lot easier to move around, like similar to what we actually have today, where we have revolving theaters. But as we said, the Puritans were gathering steam and they... (laughs) This is such a period in thing they <laughs> objected to what they called frivolous entertainment, essentially plays. They considered the subject matter unsuitable for commoners, which was likely to corrupt their minds. <laughs> and they also thought theaters were, quote, wholly undesirable places where only the idle and moral and criminal elements of society gathered. Not really wrong on that, technically, <laughs> but still, that's pretty harsh. But then it, it, it is the Puritans. I was going to say they're really rather harsh
2: on their own selves too. Oh, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And as we said, it, the theater was open to everybody at all, not 24 hours a day, but at most of the time they started in around, I think, early afternoon and would go on until at least till sunset, because otherwise you're not really going to have a lot of night plays. They don't have lamps. I, well, they have mm-hmm. candles and lamps, and that's how you get the uh limelight from the candles at the front of the stage but generally if you've got a crowd of 300 people in a theater and your only visible light is candlelight it's going to get hot you already have a lot of people so most of the time plays were only during daylight hours but the average worker would have to take the day off of work which really wasn't a thing there were no such things as a five-day work week or a weekend there weren't any unions there weren't any standards of living or standards of working as we know them today. So some businesses really hated theaters because it meant that if there was a play going on at one point and one of their or several of their employees wanted to go, they would just dip out of work and go to the theater and not show up for work. That would have been me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We should all get it. Life is too
0: short. so true. In the 1590s, that wasn't the only form of entertainment. Keep in mind, There were no computers at this time, no smartphones, no internet. You had to find your own way of entertaining yourself that involved other people. No electricity. No electricity either, that's for sure. So two of the other main competition of quote-unquote spectator sports outside of theater that everyone could enjoy, bear baiting and cockfighting. So you can either watch people... (laughs) Or to torture other people in terms of upper class and lower class, or you can go and watch animals being tortured. I mean, this is around the same time that public executions were a form of entertainment. So take that as you like. Yeah, no, thank you. Mm-mm. I'd rather skip
1: work and go to the theater, not going to lie.
0: Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> no want to consequences. See
1: talk fighting No. I'm
0: good. I'll just go to the theater. Yep. Yeah. And as we said before, people also didn't want theaters in their areas because you had large crowds of people consistently and if a plague broke out it would spread very very quickly and in fact in 1592 the plague did break out and in fact all theaters in the area were shut down for an entire year sounds a bit familiar and in fact many mayors of the surrounding cities even paid acting companies to not perform in order to avoid public gatherings to try to quell the spread of the plague too that
1: sounds very familiar yeah (laughs) broadway was raising money during covid to keep you know everyone safe and at home and they were doing like those performances on like youtube and stuff and give a little bit of money and help the actors and the so that sounds
0: very familiar. Yeah <laughs> so my last little bit is unfortunately a little on the sad point and 1644 the second globe was remember really the first one got moved across the Thames but the second one by 1644 Cromwell the, the English Civil War had been going on Cromwell has taken over the Puritans are ruling and they said, no more plays. Plays are sinful. Mind you, practically everything to the Puritans was sinful and therefore banned. But theater in, <laughs> theater in particular was banned. Theater, drinking, dancing, anything that could be construed as fun was banned. Music. <laughs> Music was banned. Yeah. 1644, the, the globe was actually demolished by the Puritans. So there is no original quote unquote globe to be found anymore. And Sir Matthew Bren actually built ten- tenement houses on the site of the destroyed globe theater. I'm very unfortunate. Oh,
1: that's horrible.
0: Speaking of horrible, we're gonna go back to the Puritans for just one more second. 1648, there was actually a law puritans put out about banning theaters but they had rules that called for all playhouses to be pulled because theater was no longer allowed and anyone caught seeing a play was fined five shillings and any actors caught actually performing were whipped whoa puritans sure enjoyed their torture so
2: they were horrible I was about to say, such great people. Mm-hmm. Such great people.
0: I mean, no wonder they were technically run out of of England and came over to the Americas because people didn't want them around.
1: I don't blame them. And they caused a whole bunch of shit over here.
0: Oh, even more so, but yeah.
1: Oh. Language, please. Oh, sorry. Okay.
0: Apologies, listeners. They were terrible people. Really boring, too. Well, when you ban anything that's fun, all you get left is boring.
2: Well, don't forget their really horrible naming of their children.
0: <laughs> yes, but it's still funny at the same time. Although, although to be unfair, just honest, bad name. if we're talking yeah. about strange names for people, Puritans would take a second to the Victorian names. Uh, we, <laughs> we could have a whole segment just on strange names. Please do. Mm-hmm.
2: That would be awesome. I can start adding that in into my uh, instagram today in history sector oh i'm sure and we need another funny. sector called strange names in history
1: <laughs> i like that
2: yeah i do too all right i'll start adding it in as of tomorrow
0: <laughs> speaking of adding in did anyone have anything else they want to add for challenges to the theater and miscellaneous info
2: well you basically talked about what i had i mean as we said huge problem with health I mean, health in general in this time was disgusting, but everybody gathered together during the Black Death was even worse. Oh, I have a specific date, by the way. For what? Specific date for the dates that the theater was shut down. The theater was actually shut down for a period of June 1592. I don't have an exact date. It's not June 15th. I don't actually know. I didn't find that in the source. But... June 1592 to April 1594. This is, of course, the plague has been around for a while at this point, but you know it comes and it goes in waves. This is again a big wave that hit London especially hard during Elizabeth's reign. Woohoo! And as we said, you know, a huge another huge problem was the audience. They were loud and obnoxious. They would get on the stage. Yay! I'm not
0: participation Oh, i forgot about that yeah sometimes they jump up and actually take over the actor's role and actually perform it instead of the other actors (laughs) fun
2: times i guess they would be so they were loud and obnoxious and these plays would last you know three hours or more and of course you know people people were fashionably late although it wasn't really fashionable and they would leave early as well so that that's a huge disturbance you have to walk across or up and down on these wooden creaky stairs and leave and you're if you're an upper class your heels were clicking click click, click, click. and uh if you weren't well you were still loud and obnoxious about it
1: well if i was a noble i would be like i'm announcing my entrance and i'm announcing my departure exactly. this is me come and go <laughs> exactly And another thing, like the reason why you know back then the nobles liked to be above them because they liked to remind them, like we're above your station, we're looking down on you. You know,
2: that's true. They really enjoyed that. Yeah, they kind of milked it for for all they had.
0: Speaking of uh, unhealthy, as we also mentioned, things were really disgusting in terms of relieving oneself.
2: Oh no! This is a time going.
0: (laughs) <laughs> this was good one. Yeah. <laughs> This was a time where there were no public sewage systems you have a, a two and a half hour to three hour or possibly longer depending on how many plays you want to go see throughout the day too there were no public bathrooms anywhere except literally in the street so obviously the theaters are not built with their own public bathrooms if you need to go you just leave and then come back in and that means for everybody and so not only do you have a seedy part of town where you've got the pubs and you've got the brothels but it's also stinking with poo oh it's not just the the poor people who would go in and out we've got the nobles too because everyone needs a toilet at some point i mean think about versailles versailles is the height of French, right There's a video on this on YouTube. Look it up. Versailles, for as beautiful as Versailles is, it was the height of royalty, especially under the Sun King. But again, there really were no public bathrooms. There were were some chamber pots out and about, but if you had a party outside in the gardens and you had to go, you just went somewhere in the garden or you were out in the terrace, you just go hide behind a pillar and relieve yourself and someone else would come around and clean it up. He didn't carry chamber pots. I also heard that they had, oh, go ahead.
1: No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, I also heard that they would let their animals kind of roam in and out of the palace. Oh, yeah. And wherever the animals went, they went. And they would just lay straw upon straw, just hoping it would like cover it up or soak it up or something. But they would never clean it. It just smelled
2: horrific. I'm not sure about never cleaning it because I'm pretty sure that someone would like find it like a servant would end up having to clean it or something just like they had to do with human excrement but this this is a time there's no sewage there's no toilets the the idea of washing your hands important people important doesn't exist well it would take a while for them to clean it up I mean oh yeah
1: oh yeah I mean from what I read and heard like they did through the layers of straw, like until it just was, I guess, unbearable or <laughs> just too much, but.
2: Yeah, it'd sit there for days before anything would actually happen to it. It's just still gross.
0: And that also happened out here too. Think the Wild West. Think, think uh, mining. Oh towns. yeah. Happened in mining towns too. I mean, sewage systems is something new. Public toilets in terms of flushable plumbing is something very new to uh in order for for uh for public use at the very least it's only been around what maybe a hundred years or so maybe yeah it
2: didn't like if you look back into even during the revolutionary war it was not really a thing
0: i mean most people until about the turn of the 1900s weren't bathing more than once or twice a year
1: yeah that's true too No, not for me. I always would say like, I would, I'm that fangirl who would love to time travel to Shakespeare's time, but I couldn't. No, no, no CD in me. Mm -mm. (laughs) You'd have to wipe my memory of all, you know, modern conveniences and luxuries for me
0: to go back there. I think that's what people tend to forget sometimes when they think about wanting to time travel. Oh, I want to go back to ancient Rome or I want to go to uh, Elizabethan times and go watch the theater or I want to go to here. I want to go there. Yeah, you want to go because of the romanticism of the time period, but you need mm-hmm. to do research on what daily life was like. And that's not just public restroom not being available, but also depending on who you are and what gender you are, that's gonna play a role in how you're able to participate in society as well. There was a lot more to daily life than, oh, this is a really cool play. I wanna go see it.
1: That's a good point.
0: Yeah, very yeah. solid. Yeah, it was just- I mean, I'd love to go, didn't go back- become a thing until later on in life. I mean, I'd love to go back to ancient Rome because I love anything oh. Roman, but as a female, yeah. I wouldn't be able to do anything. I couldn't even go to oh, the scrolls yeah. by myself. So sad. Yeah, I mean, think
2: about it for me, ancient Egypt.
0: I could be a priestess, maybe. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I can see that for you. You mean you don't want to go travel
2: back and see Boudica? I love Boudica, but I'm good. I don't really that's
0: not really a thing I want to do. Yeah. I think the only clue I mean,
2: oh go ahead. Ancient Egypt is, is
0: my thing. I love both. I think the only clean people I can think of in history that frequently bathed off the top of my head that I can think of were actually Norsemen. And by that I mean actual Norsemen not just Vikings. They they had they would at least bathe once a week on Saturdays. They would trim their beards, they would clean, they would, you know, they took care of themselves. But that's the only thing I can think of. Most people throughout history didn't bathe, they didn't clean, they didn't keep things clean. They didn't keep their animals uh, stocks necessarily clean, which is how you yeah. get a lot of plagues spreading throughout the world.
2: Well, we're gross.
1: We're still gross. Let's just be honest. Some <laughs> yeah, some people are still gross. <laughs> but
2: let's some people it. don't think still gross. like they should. <laughs> Come on, we go out into the ocean, which is exactly where everything else goes. That comes out of us, by the way. Yeah,
0: we're gross. We're straight up disgusting. Seems you've gotten off topic just, just a little bit. Um, anything else? Well, anyone wants to add? I
1: don't have anything else. That's what I was just about to say. I don't have anything else to add. I think we've been
2: pretty thorough.
0: <laughs> yeah, this episode's about two hours long. I, I'd say we've been pretty thorough. <laughs>
2: well, this is one episode, but we're technically splitting it in two. Uh,
0: two, maybe three. I'll see what I can do with the editing.
2: If it's two hours long, we can split it one hour each, right?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I'll I'll just figure out how the editing's going to go. Okay. Well, that'll do for this episode of History Explains It All. Anything you want to
1: say in the outro, Casey? No, just thank you all for listening. Continue to follow the History Explains It All podcast. These ladies are amazing. They know their stuff. (laughs) They do incredible amounts of research to put this show on for you. And I have never had... More appreciation for these ladies as I do today in prepping for this. So I had a fun time. Thank you. Thank you, ladies.
2: Don't forget we have two more episodes with Casey Upcoming to continue. This is a three-part series
0: on Shakespeare.
2: And this is just part one. So yeah. yay. So I think that's it for today. And uh, rambled
0: on enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're good i think so <laughs> and
2: uh we hope to see you next week as we trek through history to yeah. explain it all bye. bye bye say bye casey bye
1: <laughs> bye Mwah. see you later Laters.